Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Family, somebody count me down. Let's get this show going. Mike, count the man down. It's not a Coca-Cola commercial, Mike. Put it down. <laughs> um, three, two, one, go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight on Rabbit and Red, we have a very special show tonight. Tonight, we're going to take you down the rabbit hole and talk a little bit about the new movie, Uncle Peckerhead, written and directed by Matthew John Lawrence. It's going to be an interesting show, folks. And coming back one more time, I want to thank him again for The Rabbit Red, one of the longest-running horror podcasts that's out there. It's going to be a fun show tonight, folks. Ten years and still going strong. Everybody's a suspect! Movie. You're listening to Rabbit and Red. Robert Shaw was a tough motherfucker. Right. They don't make that angry. Yes, he's... Wanted to punch Richard Dreyfus on the set he couldn't stand because he's a pussy. Fuck you. God damn you. Welcome to Rabbit in Red Radio. And I know that you like Jason Takes Manhattan, but my question to you is why? Okay, hey, pal. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna tell me Halloween. You know what makes me mad about you, Mike? I'm gonna What's tell that? you one day. Yeah. You know what makes me mad? <laughs> the Halloween 6. Halloween yeah. thing 6 is your favorite movie, it but, certainly you is. Jason but you think Jason Party sucks? Yeah. Are you joking? Jason belongs in hell. I'm gonna see he gets there. We have such sights to show you. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. And welcome back to Rabbit and Red Radio. You're saying people weren't clicking on and listening to my show to hear me talk? They just wanted to hear them? What fucking assholes, man? <laughs> I'm, guilty. I'm guilty of that too, because I'll click on it and I'll be like, ooh, Ted, fucking Ted Rigby's on this show. The blackest eyes. Welcome to Rabbit and Red. Red. The devil's eyes. 
this is a huge honor for me. Uh-oh, too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to disappoint you now. I've been blown up! Take me to the hospital! Take me to the hospital, I'm sick! I'm going to show those shitters what we can do. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. And now, here's your hosts, Michael J. and Cody Robinson. Well, Mike, I guess uh, we should introduce our guest host. Yes, yes. Considering that that played before the actual show intro, because um, I like to fuck with people, so yeah, that's fun. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm Cody. This is Michael J. And with us tonight, we have the one, the only, Baby T. How's it going tonight, y'all? We're in the presence of greatness, people. You should be uh, thrilled. I wouldn't call it greatness. I just have the knack to bullshit my way through anything that life throws at me. And yeah, you can call that greatness. Go ahead. Share me with it. I like it. Much, much greatness. Very, very great. Uh, so how are you boys doing this evening? Oh, you know, pretty good. Uh, we just got back from uh, shooting a new our new episode of uh, DF and Baby T Outdoor Adventures. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a it was a great shoot. I got three beers in and put the beer down and started on rum and coke, and it just went to shit after now, that. But you know, we're we're riding. Now that's that's my drink right there. I love rum and coke. Love it, love it. But if I have about six of them, I'm done. Well, oh. that's a, that's a modest amount. I mean, that's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, you know, I have six forty four ounce rum and cokes, and I still drive home. But oh, wow. besides the point. Oh wow. <laughs> I wish I could do that. I really wish. I I would love to just be able to. Mike just wishes he could walk home. I mean, yeah, I definitely. I can't even do that. <laughs> you give me one of those fucking things. Ooh, I can't walk straight even after that. No. Um, what's the words here? So, I totally lost my train of thought, guys. Um, so so where have you been, Mike? I mean, yeah, it's been we haven't done a show in almost a month. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, we have. Why don't you tell everybody what you've been up to? Um, caring for a stroke victim, <laughs> and uh, going into a uh, deep, cavernous, dark, black hole uh, multiple times a day uh, for about uh, two hours at a time, uh, cleaning um, tar-like shit. Yes. Ooh. That went in a totally different direction. I thought when you said you're going in a deep, dark, cavernous hole, you were talking about the local whorehouse down the road. Believe me, that's, 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 that's thanks for I, clearing that up. That's where I want to be, but that's not where I am, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going on a ten-year dry spell at this point, so. Oh, for God's sakes, you got to get to Missouri. That dry spell will end. Do you guys have a lot of stuff? That I mean, maybe a farm animal, but we'll get you end. something. <laughs> I mean, a lot of animals. I mean, I'll do. I'm desperate. I'll do bestiality. I really don't care. <laughs> don't worry about that. I got a little black book. I'll, I'll I'll line you up something. Black book, interesting. So are they actually white or black in the book? <laughs> any color you want, buddy. You just can't. You know. They're all on meth, but exactly. Any color you want. Well, it doesn't matter meth, to me. Toothless. Well, some toothless is always better anyway, so that's fine. We live in meth country. I mean, yeah. even the animals are on meth. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, you look up Missouri's favorite candy for Halloween, and there it is. That's a good one. Yeah, we didn't get full-size sneakers when we were kids. No. No. Oh, boy, that's a good one. So, what do you guys think about this whole cancel culture, all this shit that's going on these days? This is going to lead somewhere, trust me. Uh, you want to take this, baby, T? 
Oh, you, I'll be honest with you. It's going in a totally opposite direction, and you know, people are people are worried about the way everything is running. I'm just sitting over here in the corner, waiting. Trigger fingers getting to twitching. Grin on my face, waiting to go off into the darkness and enjoy my day. Okay. <laughs> I like that idea, though. I think that I think that that's what the world needs right now. A couple of um, people. Um, with itchy trigger fingers, fingers ready to go out and, uh, you know, just um, no holes barred, uh, blow people away. Let's do it. Love you. You know, this comes down to a lot of the, the, the rioters and the protesters are these 30-year-olds. And that's horrible to say because I'm 30. I'm, I'll be 31 this October. Mm. And they got participation trophies for being, you know, being there. And they didn't have to work for nothing. And they're like, gimme, 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 gimme. And when you tell them no, they get angry. And that's where Big Brother needs to walk in and just jack slap the shit right out of him. Anyway, yeah, what what happened when 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 you were little? And I, I tell you no. I normally I'd pile drive your ass into the floor and do it anyway. But that's besides the point. I was always bigger than you, and better looking. At least that's what your mom said. She did say that. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. I think we need a purge night on these. Um, oh, numbers. yes. Purge oh, night. purge night. Yeah, we could fix purge. we could fix Mike up like in a like in the Silver Bullet movie, Corey Heyman Silver Bullet, and like a rocket wheelchair <laughs> yes, with like spikes on, like one of the uh, Ben Hur chariots. Yes. Yeah, mount machine guns on the side. You know, you say you say purge night. Yes. We we ain't even got to take it that far. Just offer it for a three night stand by by ten tags a night, mm. and just just collect in that brings some money back in, and also, you get to fill your tags and have a good time doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like deer hunting. Mm -hmm. Thin the herd a little bit. Oh. Uh, disclaimer, he, not, so no one will be too upset. He is talking about killing all Americans equally. Yes. Equally. Yes. Damn it. A-L-M. Or, um, <laughs> oh. let's see. Oh. Wait, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, what's a good, uh, uh, um, no, um, not, wait, 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 no. I want, I want to try to say that everybody, um, is equally entitled to die. That's, 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 that's what I want to say. But, um, uh, no lives matter. No that's lives That's it, that's it. Right, 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 right. That's, that, that's, that's the motto. Um, okay. No, but I was thinking more so on, on the, the, um, well, uh, the cancel culture, especially with these these podcast people, because I don't know if you've noticed, but in within our horror community, a lot of not the horror community in general. There's a horror community that that basically runs. Um, it's basically Legion and horrorphilia, and that's kind of how it goes, right? Um, well, a lot yeah. of these pussy horrorphilia people decide that when they hit 100 episodes, they either want to cancel themselves or do these 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 things where they think that they're they're um um what's the word good enough to make people have to pay to listen to them that would be like me i mean rabbit and red has been going for 10 years it's probably done well over two three hundred episodes do you think people should have to pay to listen to this shit please seriously oh god no i mean yeah it's a great show <laughs> seriously seriously there's people get paid to do this I, I mean, wish, but no, um, I don't know. It just bothers me lately that like these 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 people are just doing this Patreon bullshit where it's like you have to pay to listen, and if you don't pay, you don't get to listen. That's like retarded, you know. Well, a better word. I mean, it, it podcasting is something you do for fun, but it does take a lot of 
if you're going to make a really well-produced podcast, it takes a big chunk of time. And, you know, I'm not completely against showing a little appreciation to people for the time they spend. Right. No, I can get that. But, again, in my mind, though, that kind of takes the fun out of it and kind of makes it feel more like an obligation. And I think... Sure, I mean... I mean, uh, I haven't listened to some of these podcasts that have gone, you know, exclusive to, you know, pay or put up the paywall. Um, But it just seems like it takes the fun out, maybe changes the dynamic of the show, changes... The, 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 the basis of the show or, or, you know, it just makes it different, you know. Um, uh, definitely makes for a smaller audience. Right. And I just, I just think that... But uh, what, what, I, what I've experienced, because I'll admit I, uh, I contribute to uh, a Patreon for a podcast. Yes. Uh, and what I've experienced in it is, it, it is a smaller group of people, but there's no bullshit. They're all just really laid back. Everybody has a good time. It's a lot more intimate. Everybody knows everybody because it's a smaller group, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, I can see the positives and negatives of it. They're not forcing anybody to pay for it. Right. No, I and know. If, I know they're. If not. they're asking for a little bit back for their time, hmm. I mean, no, I, I can, I can definitely see that. It's just, I don't know. Lately, it's just, I don't know. That just bothers me. It's been bothering me for a while. Um. Well, what it seems like to me is, I mean. All the great podcasts that got me into listening to podcasts and wanted wanted to partake in podcasting, most most of them are gone now. And yeah, I'd I'd pay throw a little money toward them to get them to come back. But I mean, most of the time when they quit doing it, it's just because they're burnt out on it and just don't want to do it anymore. Don't have the time. I mean, I I totally understand that. Right. No, I get that. I totally get that. You know. But uh... you know, coming from a standpoint of a guy that tried getting a podcast off the ground and man we worked at it and worked at it and worked at it trying to get it going and we never could get it off the ground we just didn't have the time didn't have the right equipment at the time the rip off potato gun podcast there's we might get an episode out one day but it's not looking pretty folks hey someday it it's coming it's it it's coming together, but that's that's been five years ago whenever we recorded and we did put a lot of time into it a lot of research we bought a lot of equipment. A lot of equipment. Just didn't have just didn't have to get it off the ground. Well, for one, none of us knew what the hell we were doing. We just knew we wanted to do a podcast and I went into that knowing and I wasn't expecting to get paid for that. I I don't want anybody to have to you know, if we do get it off the ground and get it going, I don't want anybody to be like, Well, have you listened to the Rip Off Potato Gun podcast here lately? Like, no, I I'm not paying to listen to those guys. I'm not about that. I mean, if, if you're going to do it, roll the dice and have fun with it. Don't charge people for for stuff like that. I mean, it's 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 all about having fun, having a good time, getting the point across, and everybody walking away pissed off, happy. In my case, I'm going to piss a lot of people off tonight. But we're going to have a good time. Well, when it comes down to it, I mean, podcasting is a hobby. Unless you're just an upper-tier pod, lucky enough to be like one of those upper-tier podcasts that are actually getting paid. I like your product placement there, Mike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh... If you can rotate that bottle just a little bit, we'll get the Mike's label. getting paid. This bastard's been holding out on me. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, it's it's six or <laughs> one half dozen. I, I, I totally understand people that want to... <laughs> he tried to... He rolled the label. <laughs> 
Mike's dying. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. If he dies, he'll probably get, still get the podcast out quicker than he usually does. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Edit none of this out. No. <laughs> Another reason why nobody would pay to listen to this bullshit. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. Is important, my ass. <laughs> you know, you edit, you miss all the good shit. No podcast matter. Exactly. <laughs> NPM. We're making that into a shirt. Cody, get to work. That's that's the uh, name of this fucking show. No podcast matters. The NPM episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's catchy. I like it. Oh, I'll tell you this: this the the lounge segment that's coming up after this interview, though, I think is going to be great. Holy fuck! Oh, oh. So, um, what's everybody what's everybody been watching? Anybody seen anything new lately? Um, because you know we're a podcast movie podcast, and we're supposed to watch fucking movies. Besides, leave it to fucking Beaver and Father Knows Best. I still watch <laughs> those every fucking day. Yes. Um, and yeah. now that the I um I subscribe to that Peacock TV app, and they have. Um, every episode of Leave It to Beaver. So when I miss it, like on in the morning, I will watch it on the app later on in the day. The episode. Hey, maybe she's maybe she's a little younger than us, Mike. Yeah. yeah so I, let me explain to him real quick. When he says Leave It to Beaver, he he's not talking about a porno. It's a it, it's an old black and white show from the sixties. Do, do I need to be under the impression that the uh, that the interview we did was not with the Debbie Does Dallas director? Um, no. What the fuck? I'm going <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, he definitely was not with the um, Debbie Does Dallas. I don't even think he was alive when Debbie Does Dallas came out. So, so wait, but you're talking about, so... Because, wait, Cody, how old are you? Are you... I will be 40 in two weeks. Okay, so we're about... Okay, so we're basically the same age. Because I am four... Actually, no. Shit. 80s kids. I'll be 41 in... I don't know, I'll be 41 in September. Oh, my God, I'm so old. Um, We're all 80s kids here, though. Uh, yeah. Well, no, you were, what, born in 79? 79, yeah. Okay. Well, still technically an 80s kid. Yeah, basically. See, I was born in 80. Uh, Baby T here, he's still technically an 80s kid. He was born in 89. Ooh, damn. Good year. Slid in there by the skin of my teeth. The year of Halloween 5. Still what you, Hey, do you remember what day that was released? Um, I do not, but I remember that I was there opening night, but I don't remember what day that was. It was Baby T's birthday is in October. It is October? Hold and on. I, I'm sure it got released in October, right? Yeah, I know it did. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, hold on. Now I'm going to look this up because I'm very curious. Come on. Because uh, I actually just watched the, um, uh, the Joe Bob episode with Halloween 5, uh, Saturday. Oh, boy. Oh, see, I'm so disappointed on Shudder. They, they've dropped so many episodes that Shudder's already lost the rights to of, of Joe Bob. Yeah. And I didn't get to see the fucking Sleepaway Camp one. Don't feel bad. You'll be getting it. I have that whole complete marathon. Oh, that would be awesome. You'll be getting it. I have it. No, no worries. Ah. Baby T, do you even know who Joe Bob Briggs is? You remember him, Monster Vision from TNT in the uh, 90s? Horror movie host? No. Redneck from Texas? No. Oh, yeah. I got to introduce, oh, introduce yes. you to Joe Bob. Oh, you need you need Joe Bob in your life. Oh, yes, you do. He always throws some political shit into what he's talking. You'll, you'll dig him. Yeah. Uh, when dig is it. your birthday, baby? Dig it. October 23rd. It came out 10 days before your birthday. So it was October 13th, 1989. 
That means that was a Friday the 13th. The second shittiest Halloween movie ever came out 10 days before your birthday. Wow. I, that being said, I, I, I don't hate Halloween 5 like so many people do. No, I don't either. Uh, there's one that I hate a lot more than that one. Um, I think we're on I think we're on the same page with that, Cody. I'm not sure, but I think so. Um, if you say Resurrection, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the one. That's the only one that... that, that will, will, or Resurrectum, as Dave Z calls it. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, God... That one, uh, that's what I was just telling Baby T. I talk all the time about going and seeing Halloween H2O ten times at the theater. Mm. And I was so psyched for Halloween Resurrection a couple years later when it came out. I'm like, I'm going to go see it ten times, too. <laughs> By the time I made it through the first watch, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm going to open a vein. The, the only thing that really excited me about that movie that I liked at all was Jamie Lee Curtis's death. Other than that, I really didn't care for it. Yeah, I really was a big fan of the original Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Rick Rosenthal coming back, I, w- I was like, this is great. He did awesome with Halloween 2. He is going to do great with Resurrection, you know, returning to the franchise. Wow. And that being said, it's not as bad of a movie, I don't think, as many people... Oh, yes. Yes, it is. It is yeah, bad yeah. of a movie. The, the Halloween movies and the Friday the 13th movie, hell, here it's been a little while back, me and him sit down, and we just started randomly picking... Friday the 13th movies out of his collection. And you know, Halloween's the same way. I'll go back and watch them. That's one I won't watch. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's done. It's over with. I've put that part behind my life. They could have did better. Yeah, I agree. I mean. I agree. But uh, I'm trying to think what else. I, oh, you know what I did watch? That fucking um, movie with uh, Kevin Bacon that went straight to On Demand that um, you should have left, I think it's called. Yeah. Really? See, I'm a I'm a Kevin Bacon fan. No, I mean, but but he's he's a whore. He'll do. Well, that's not that's not a nice thing to say. Well, no, no. I mean, he's, he's a, a he's working a actor. He no. will. You pay him, he no. will appear in your movie. No, he's he's a whore, he's a whore now. He's like a whore Nick now. Cage. Oh yeah, now especially he is. But the thing that really got me was the same guy that wrote and directed this. You should have left. Also did Stir of Echoes back in '99. Now, really? Yeah, and Stir of Echoes is a great. I love that movie. I so good. I really enjoyed that movie. I, I love her, Stir of Echoes. Yes. yes. This movie. Talk about a movie with great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, you expect the setup is there for it to have that type of, of atmosphere, that 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 greatness to it. But they just totally blow it because they take it in so many different directions, like. You need to focus on one thing and just... Just ends up being a muddled mess. Yeah, and it just goes all over. And this is how confident Blumhouse is in it. It came out on video this past Tuesday, the 28th. So we're recording on the 28th. So it came out today. They're not even giving it a Blu-ray release. They are only releasing it on DVD. Holy shit. So what does that tell you? Wow. I mean, what happened, though? I mean, was it studio interference? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, Blumhouse is usually pretty good about letting, giving the directors free reign. Right, but the thing is, you know, Blumhouse has that distribution deal with Universal, so Universal releases all their shit. And I think that that, um, uh, I, I don't know. I just think that they, they really made a mistake with that one. It's like a lot of people are saying you well, should It seems like Blumhouse is making a lot of mistakes here lately. And so they were great out of the gate. I mean, they were just cranking out hit after hit. And once once they gain some momentum, it's like now they're stumbling. It's like Halloween was good. Um, us, I tried to, now us, I didn't, I don't like that movie. You know, I really. I still haven't watched it. it. Don't. 
please. Don't. I watched. I watched Get Out. Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of Jordan Peele. Yeah. I, I well, the key and Peele, their comedy. I I loved it. Right. But Get Out, I thought was it was okay, but I it everybody was it everybody was praising it like it was the second coming, and I was like, it's okay. It's beautifully shot. It's not mind blown at all. No. It really isn't. Everybody made it out to be like the next best thing that it was like, you know. But I, I don't know how. The next icon of horror. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that. No. Um, ugh. Um, so I went into Us and I'm like, yeah, maybe this will be a little better. No, yeah, it was worse. So please, don't don't waste the two hours. You will be disappointed. Um, or bring plenty of beer. Um, I can do that. Get an IV of beer and just... I have done that. Well, you're going to need it to get through that movie, I think. Just make yourself black out by the time you get to the end. And, you know, it'll be a happy ending at that point. That's good. Or maybe get Baby T's Black Book and, you know, have one of the meth heads give you a happy ending. That's even better. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nothing like getting an angry handy J for a a rock on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you know what? You just give them... If you want to save money, give them a real rock, and they probably wouldn't even know the difference because it'll be so blasted out of their mind on other shit. Just you know. Yeah, they'll smoke it too. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrate good times, come on! Oh shit! I watched the new yes. Kevin James movie, Becky. Yes, which I have to watch, but I have not which watched. Which kind it. of, admittedly, blew me away. I didn't think Kevin James had a dramatic role in him. I mean. All I've ever seen him in, you know, King of Queens, Kevin Can Wait. Yes, Kevin Can All his comedies he's done with uh, Adam Sandler. Right. And he is genuinely terrifying in this movie, or intimidating at at least. Wow. I mean, you don't even think Kevin James when he's on screen. And the Lulu Wilson, the girl who plays the title character, Becky. Right. That kid, I thought, going into it, I'm like, okay, she's just short and this she's probably in her 20s playing playing a 13 year old right. this kid was 13 oh. playing this role and, and it completely turns it's a new take on the home invasion slasher mm. i don't want to give too much away but the protagonist is the slasher in it it's it, it really surprised me because the first act is all built up mm. and it the whole thing is like drama thriller right. and i paused it and me and my girlfriend had got up to go get something to eat before we got back i'm like wow i'm sorry i thought this was a horror movie it just seems like kind of a slow burn thriller the second act kicks off and everything just goes balls to the wall you know when you said you and your girlfriend got up went to get something to eat i went went to pee and get a beer and and did you let her outside to go to the bathroom no i peed off the porch and she went back to the bathroom all right we swap up every now and then she'll go pee off the porch and i'll go to the bathroom I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that's got his dog trained as well as you do. But good for you, buddy. (laughs) Oh my god, that's that's a good one. Uh, Yeah, I have to watch that now. Um, It's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I think so. Um, So, would you talk to him? Do you think, or do you think that you know Kevin James? Yes. Uh, Like I said, maybe Kevin can't wait. Well, I mean, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, that that one. I definitely need some prep time for that because. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. Try. That guy is like, yeah, huge. Well, to me, he's huge. Well, I mean, he's, well, yeah. but he is, he is a. Well, he is a big guy. I mean, he's kind of portly. He's scary to the buffet. He's a big guy. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, but I mean, hell, get him on here now. I'll talk him up. <laughs> we're about, 
Both sides is about right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> folks. I'm drunk. Uh, uh, you don't drink. I know. I snort meth. <laughs> oh. Can't even do that right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this is too good. <clears throat> Red and Red Radio does not endorse any drug use. Well, no. Stay clean, kids. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Well, I think at that we're gonna take a. Oh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh wait. Um, you know what? I did start rewatching. You're gonna laugh at me though. I guarantee it. Because this is probably worse than Leave It to Beaver and Father Knows Best. I um, I started rewatching Punky Brewster. You go fuck yourself, <laughs> Mike. Take two steps back and literally go fuck yourself. You don't. You don't. I don't even. Hey, you don't make it. They're making a Punky Brewster movie now, right? It's like a... Well, they're rebooting the series with her now. Oh, with the same actress? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And she's got three kids. She's a single mother with I don't even kids. have a comment for that. I'm surprised he got anybody to have sex with her. I mean, I would. I, like, back in the day, I would have. Do you think it was in vitro? I mean... Um, I mean... No, nah, they probably made it that the husband died or something. Was it you, Mike? I mean, uh, if... Well, no, because if, if, it, if it was me... She'd have three um, retarded children running around. Um, I am a Halloween Donald Pleasant. Little Mikey Brewsters. <laughs> Donald Power. Oh, my. Oh, hey, I did watch uh, seasons one and two of Wolf Creek. Highly recommend. Okay, yeah, that that's... Uh, I don't know about that one here. I have to... Uh, I, wa I went to the movies to see the original movie, and I just... You don't base it... I wasn't... You're, don't base it on the original movie. The original movie's very much a slow burn. Right. I like it, but nothing happens until the third act. Right, right. Part two, it is a completely different film. It is action from start to finish. Action horror. Both seasons of the uh, series, they're... The first season has a lot of build up to a big payoff. But uh, the second season I liked even more. It's It flows very well. It's basically... you know, it, well, Each season is composed of six one-hour episodes. Oh, it's only six episodes? And, yeah, six one-hour episodes. So it basically just plays like... Well, the original the original season was billed as just a miniseries. Right. But it, it plays out like a long movie. But it's it's paced well. Right. Especially the second season. The, the first season kind of drags uh, the first three or four episodes and just really builds the last couple mm -hmm. but uh the second season it's pretty consistent and john jared is mick taylor i mean he is the next big horror icon i mean for me he's right up there with jason michael and freddie um is he better than michael myers best way i could think to describe him mike would be to call him the australian freddie except he doesn't kill people in their dreams uh, he's got a lot of one-liners hmm. very witty and he makes you fucking like him. That's the bad part. I mean, you know, I've watched, I ain't got to watch the series yet, but I've watched both the movies. And when he first told me about this, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And then when I actually sat down and watched it, it was like, holy shit, this guy's my hero. Yeah, he's doing these horrible things to people, and you're rooting for him. Um, does he kill kangaroos in the Outback in, like, the second movie or any of them? Oh, fuck yeah. Kangaroos, pigs, people. Uh, He's pretty indiscriminate. I mean, all no lives matter to him. He gives no fucks to nobody. And doesn't pretend to. No, he does not. It's no. kill He's him very all. straightforward. He, he may become my new best friend. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I might have to give that a shot. The se both seasons are on Shudder? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to give it a watch. I'll have to watch. Like I said, the, the first season's kind of like the first Wolf Creek movie. 
It's not that slow, but it is kind of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. But the se- well, you could just pick up on the second season if you want to. You're not going to miss out on that much. Really? It, no, because it each movie is or each season is like its own contained movie. And you think the second season is better than the first? What I would do, Mike, first, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What I would do before I watched uh, the series, yeah, watch Wolf Creek two. Spend the I think it's only like. I don't even think it's 90 minutes long, mm-hmm. but it is quick pace, and you'll get you'll learn pretty much everything you need to know about the character of Mick Taylor from Wolf Creek 2. And it's better than the first one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh, man. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah it, well, it, completely different movie. It's it's complete uh, same character, completely different. Movie. It focuses more. The whole movie focuses around uh, Mick Taylor. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much like a chase movie. Through the whole thing from start to finish. Right. Hmm. So it's kind of like um, how Sleepaway Camp 2 is completely different from Sleepaway Camp 1 is what you're saying. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Same character, but complete. Well, Mick, Mick Taylor is still the same. There's just a lot more of him. Yes. And he goes around probably killing more people in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He kills a shit ton of people in Wolf Creek 2. Yeah, I may have to watch that, I think. I may Me too. Have. You won't regret it, Mike. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch that before we record the next show, and I'll have to talk about it if I yeah, do watch it. Hey, we just need to do an episode on the Wolf Creek movies and series. And uh, maybe uh, maybe I can get John Jarrett to join us. And uh, Oh, man, I'd love to, love to interview John Jarrett. He, he's a really good, cool dude in real life, dude. Really laid back. I mean, he's he's a great character actor. You can't believe that he plays this despicable character. Yeah. Yeah, I have to look him up then. Maybe, uh, maybe if he is that laid back, maybe he'll be an easy get. I'll check. I'll check into that. Okay, next we've got a great interview with the upcoming film Uncle Peckerhead director Matthew John Lawrence. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> okay, I got to piss like a racehorse, okay, and then then we'll get into the lounge and really get the bullshit thick. Yeah. I, I thought mine was better. <laughs> oh shit! This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Okay, we're back, and we've got a very special guest on Rabbit and Red tonight. He is a writer, director, producer. There's not anything this guy doesn't do, I don't think. Matthew John Lawrence, here to talk about his new movie, Uncle Peckerhead. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Well, thanks for being here. So, tell us a little bit bit about yourself, man. Sure. Um, Well, uh, I live in New York City. I make movies. I teach filmmaking. Uh, I have several plants that I haven't figured out 
Out of Water, um, and Uncle Peckerhead, which is the film that uh, you mentioned I wrote, directed, and produced, is uh, coming out on uh, digital and video on demand on August 11th and will be available on Blu-ray on August 25th. Awesome, awesome. So uh, this is your first feature film, right? It's actually my second feature film, but uh, I don't really talk about the first because it's not very good. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, okay. I mean, well... <laughs> <laughs> we'll say it's my first. We'll say it's my first film. Hey, everybody's got to start somewhere. Exactly. So, so yeah, Peckerhead is my uh, is my first feature film. So, uh, I mean, what really led to this? I mean, did, uh, I've looked at some of your short films. Uh, the, how close is uh, this film to uh, Larry Gone Demon? Uh, did, did you draw a lot of inspiration from that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think this this was kind of like a, a, a an expected kind of transition to uh, to kind of make a feature. I think Larry Gundeman has a lot of the same kind of energy and a lot of the uh, the same type of like tone and uh, and it's it takes from the same genre. Um, but uh, Peckerhead uh, definitely has a lot more music infused, and I grew up playing in bands. I've I've you know I've been really into punk music since. Uh, since like my early teens so I knew I wanted to uh, make a film that that was kind of realizing a lot of the the connections I had and a lot of the friendships I had forged um, with with people that are in bands and just kind of the experiences I had in my in my 20s when when I was in bands and touring around um, so so this is kind of taking uh, a few of my most favorite loves which is horror movies uh, of music punk music kind of the the road trip movie um, and kind of smashing it all together into into one kind of madcap, you know, music and monster movie. Well, I've seen the trailer, and I got to say, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, and you do really get that strong, strong punk rock comedy horror vibe from it. I mean, it, it looks like it's going to deliver on the gore and some pretty awesome music too. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the one thing that it's been great uh, from people that have watched the trailer and when we when we played uh, the few festivals we have um, that people really responded to is uh, the film kind of. Uh, does kind of have this cross section of delivering on, uh, you know, all the gore. And I, I should mention that we used only practical effects and makeup. There's there's no CG. There's no computer generated, uh, you know, effects in the, uh, in that sense. Um, but all the music that the band plays in the film are original songs written uh, by um, actually one of the actors, Jeff Riddle, who plays Max, has been in a bunch of like uh, reasonably big punk bands that have toured nationally and internationally. Um, and he wrote like a basically like a seven song demo or a seven song EP for the band that that's used exclusively in the film. Awesome, awesome. Well, one thing the film is definitely going to win some kind of award for is original title. I mean, that's something that stands out. Uncle Peckerhead. I mean, well, where where did you come up with Uncle Peckerhead? Well, I mean, what originally where that title came from is uh, the original idea is I had had uh, I had written kind of a treatment and. A few episodes um, for a, a like kind of like an Adult Swim kind of fifteen minute TV series about a uh, a punk band that that lived in this like you know dilapidated row house and inexplicably there was this old kind of hillbilly tweaker that would live with them um, and he was kind of this uh, this mis- like a Mr. Belvedere type character that at the end of the episode would pass along some wise some some words of wisdom um, that would end up being able to solve the conflict at the, at the end of each and every episode so it was kind of like you know this punk rock full house uh, meets like you know uh, a hillbilly Mr. Belvedere and what happened is that initial idea just kind of morphed into a feature once I started kind 
kind of assess like what I could do, um, what I could make and kind of get out there. Um, so that's really like where it came from. And just kind of he, he kind of has this like kind of like a fun uncle vibe to him. Um, so that's we kind of just kind of that's where the 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 title came from is his name is Peckerhead. Um, but but we kind of came up with the uncle thing just because he's kind of this like older uh, character that kind of has, you know, the fun uncle vibe to him. Sure. You know, uh, what what movies really inspired you? I mean, apparently you must love horror comedies. What what really made you want to make a horror comedy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, since I was since I was really young, uh, you know, going to the video store, the horror section always was the one that kind of caught my eye. Um, and it was like, you know, at first, you know, just the the artwork of the covers, but especially like films like obviously Evil Dead Two or Dead Alive, um, like really kind of tickled, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you know, my my teenage br- or like even before that, like you know, when I was like nine or ten, my mom, uh, you know, to her credit, allowed me to rent that stuff, and it, it like horror comedies were the first kind of films that tickled my brain um growing up so so those films were a huge inspiration but then even you know stuff that was non-horror related like you know films like wayne's world um that kind of have this like this this really great energy to it but have a lot of heart um and i wanted yeah. to make a movie that kind of combined those ideas of having this like you know completely batshit um like crazy frenetic you know violent gory uh you know ness to it but then also like have these have these really kind of like uh eccentric fun funny characters uh and kind of creating this like this you know this unique world of you know touring that just so happens to be colliding with uh, a man-eating monster <laughs> yeah, well uh you're a jersey kid right I am. Yeah, born and bred. Yeah, I mean, how how much influence did Kevin Smith's films have on you? Oh, I mean, like Kevin Smith uh, was probably I actually uh, just kind of sent I, I like on a whim uh, just sent him like a random message. I mean, he probably won't read it, but I mean, uh, Kevin Smith. When I was growing up, he like Clerks had probably one of the most singular impressions on me, just because he was the first filmmaker I discovered that uh, was not a Hollywood director and basically kind of like opened my eyes that I mean before him and even even after him for a long time I never thought that I could make movies um, because it was like this far away land of Hollywood and there was nobody in my orbit like nobody in my family you know, sure. my friends and it was I mean really it was clerks and obviously like I loved uh, Mallrats and Chasing Amy and those films that as a teenager I was kind of growing up and into um, but he, like his his especially his early films completely uh, you know opened my eyes that this is a world that I could take part in um, but also just obviously like opened my eyes to independent filmmaking and working outside of uh, the Hollywood system sure yeah um, you don't so have to live like, in LA yeah. to make movies exactly so he was a he was a huge influence uh, growing up and actually Actually, one that I've just kind of like started to meditate on again. That he's been this, uh, yeah. He's it, like a. It, it sounds corny, but like a, a true inspiration as a filmmaker. Of course. Well, I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I think you're well on your way, man. Just just from the trailer, I'm gonna go, th- go ahead and throw that out there right now. If if the movie oh, delivers half of what the vibe the trailer gives off, you know, it's 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 gonna turn some heads. No, oh, thank you so much, dude. I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait for you all to see it. And that's why, like, I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond excited. It feels like it's like been Christmas Eve for the past month where I'm just like waiting to kind of like to, to share it with people. 
Um, so I'm really hoping that, you know, the, the great response we've gotten from the trailer and the, the, the couple of early screenings we had when we went to like Panic Fest and, and when we played uh, uh, Calgary Underground, that, that just continues on because I, I can't wait to share it with you guys and just other people who obviously have a deep love for, for all those movies that, that you all reference. Sure. Uh, have have you played a lot of festivals with it, or just just those two? Or? No, yeah. I mean, it was it. It kind of it 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 really it really sucked because uh, we premiered at Panic Fest in January, and then we were set to we had kind of like a huge uh, you know a, a set kind of like like half a dozen festivals coming up in March, April, and May. And oh yeah, the, like I was flying out to Cinequest in uh, in the Bay Area the weekend that uh, basically everything shut down. So I, I I basically flew into a film festival to have the film festival cancel, and then from there on, obviously we all know what happened uh, across the U.S. But it basically completely uh, like it fucked any plans of doing kind of a. Oh, festival I hear run. you, man. I, I was on yeah. I was on my way to vacation, driving halfway across the country, and within an hour of my destination, when when things got shut down, and it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it affected all. Yeah, it's such a it was such a wild story, and thankfully through Panic Fest we we were connected with uh, Epic and Dread, and they, they we had been talking to them, and they had really kind of like they had shown like a lot of support and love for the film. So then once the once kind of the festival seemed to kind of like you know that seemed to kind of be put put on hold, we decided to pivot, and they were totally game to do you know this this late summer release. So we're we're so we're so excited, and there they we couldn't have found like a better home than with them. Yeah, and in this day and age, with social media and the great horror community we have, you know the the, the horror community does such a great job of championing uh, championing <laughs> championing <laughs> uh, independent films and spreading it by word of mouth. And you know, I, I think you're I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Uncle Peggerhead. Oh, I'm, I'm so and I, I totally agree with with what you have to say. Uh, just like you know, from sharing the trailer and you know, like what 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 little art and what little what few clips we've had to share. Uh, you know, we've really been embraced. And when, you know, when we played uh, the the couple festivals we have, uh, it really has been like people that that support uh, you know horror films or horror comedies and just independent films in general, and seem to kind of understand that it really it really does depend on word of mouth. Um, you know, when you don't have a huge like mega studio kind of like you know just shoveling dollars into into you know press and and PR, and it's really kind of like shows like yours and just people you know spreading the word uh, via whatever channels they have, whether it's a podcast, whether it's, you know, their, even their own personal Instagram or whatever. Um, and that's, that, I mean, that's kind of really been able to kind of help propel us to where we are now. And hopefully when the movie's released, you know, get, get people, you know, watching and enjoying. Well, I, I think it's, uh, it's certainly going to uh, go your way, man. It's, uh, Thanks, dude. And it's it's great seeing independent filmmakers get out there. And it's so the thing about independent filmmaking, at least from my point of view, it it's not nearly as competitive as the Hollywood scene. You know, it, it's more of a communal thing. You know, if if one one independent filmmaker wins, everybody wins. You know, it. Yeah, and I mean that's. I mean, that's why I love filmmaking in general is, you know, like half of the people that, that worked on Uncle Pecker had set are filmmakers in their own right. Um, and we work on each other's stuff. But even beyond that, you know, when you go to a film festival or, you know, when we released the trailer, there were a ton of people who, who were filmmakers that, you know, that are bigger than, than anything I could even imagine making that, you know, reached out to say how much they liked the trailer or how much they liked the poster or how excited they are to see the movie. 
So it definitely, I mean, it, it doesn't, like you said, it does not feel like, like a competition. Uh, it, it feels like, you know, you have this support system of people that, you know, just also love film and want to continue making film. Um, so you just kind of encourage each other and, and show your support in any way you can. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, as we wind this down, uh, is where can people get a hold of you, man, uh, on social media? Oh. Cool. Um, well, so uh, I am on Instagram and I am on uh, I'm on all the social media. So you can find me on Instagram uh, at, at Kid Dynamat. So instead of dynamite, you just put Matt. So it's K I D D Y N A M A T T. Or you can follow Uncle Peckerhead on Instagram, which uh, I also run most of the time. That's just at Uncle Peckerhead. Um, and I'm on Instagram as Young Bull, just Young B U S. LL, uh, and I'm also uh, or also Uncle Peckerhead is on uh, Twitter at Uncle Peckerhead, and you can look up. Uh, probably the best thing to plug is we have our own production company that a lot of the people that were behind Peckerhead uh, uh, worked on the film. We make films together, and that's subtletrex.com. So that's just subtletrex no dashes dot com. And I just wanted to th- thank you guys for for having me on the show, and uh, I, I can't wait for y'all to see it. And I, I'm I'm so appreciative that you guys support independent filmmaking like this. Well, we're looking forward to it, Matt. Thanks for your time, man. And uh, everybody, check out Uncle Peckerhead. Thanks, guys. Be well. Take care. Subscribe to the Kill the Dead podcast on Apple Podcast. Remember to show us some support and leave a comment or iTunes review. Have a project you'd like to promote? Contact us. Killthedeadpodcast at gmail.com. What the fuck? Good enough. Let's roll, guys. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Welcome back to Rabbit Red. God bless you, everyone. Good one, Puma. So, yes, there has been recent talk again about the possibility of a Jaws remake. Yes, Jaws remake. What do you guys think about that? You know. I'm such a big fan of the original Jaws. I mean, that movie traumatized me the first time I watched it. I was five years old, and I still love the movie today. I mean, I can damn near quote the movie word for word. But a remake, they just need to leave it alone. There's no way to drop that back and make that better than the original. And they just, they can't do it. I just don't see how they can do it. Well, how can you improve upon perfection is the thing. And the... The thing is, they would have to change... To remake it properly, they would have to make it different. Change it and do something completely different. And that's just not going to be accepted by the general public oh, either, I don't think. They'll fucking hate it. Yeah. I, hate I think it. the best thing they could do was to pull... Uh, was Would be to... Uh, Pull a Halloween 2018 on it. Mm-hmm. Do ignore all the other sequels and just do a direct sequel 45 years later. Um, could we have? Could we have? Um, Lorraine Gray still living? I think. I mean, oh, I think she is. And you know, we, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Since Roy Scheider is like long dead, um, you had uh, uh, do uh, um, Rogue One, Star Wars Rogue One. Just uh, at least have him a cameo right. in it. And just... well, well, no, here's how the movie can open. I got it, I got it, I got it. So, okay, let's hear so, it. Okay, so you know how in the beginning of the, the, the 75, the original movie, you have the girl swimming, or, you know, she falls into the water, and Jaws goes, he's like, <gasps> and, you know, she's making those noises as she, like, gets pulled under and drowns, and you see all that? Have that happen to Chief Brody in the beginning. Have Jaws fucking kill his ass. Have Jaws kill the hologram Chief Brody. And then... Ah, uh, no, they're probably going to do that with, uh... 
they're probably going to do that with Nev Campbell in Scream Five. I mean, I would love for that to happen too. Let's do it. But but like, I could just I, I would love to see hologram uh, Chief Brody just get like uh, chomped to fucking bits, and uh, you know his 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 carcass would just loop and there'd be blood all around, and um, you know maybe at that point um, um, a Quint uh, wannabe could come in and say something like uh, you're going to need a bigger Chief or something like that. I don't know, or a stronger Chief. I don't know, or a living Chief or a breathing Chief. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but where do you go from there? I mean, um, are you just going to lightly reference, do the basically the same thing as Jaws? And, I mean, even with an amazing cast, which, uh, let, let's get to that later, talk about a cast yeah. for, uh, for a sequel and or remake. But, uh, I mean, what can you do? Like I said, it's so hard to improve on perfection. Well, then, to me, oh, Jaws is always going to be perfect, or as close as you can get to perfect filmmaking. I have it. I have something else. So then here's what else we can do. We can take a page out of Piranha 2, The Spawning, you know, James Cameron's first movie from 1981, and we can make Jaws fly, and then spawn little baby sharks that can fly. Mike, put the coke away. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, damn. Too much coke damn. for you, mister. Damn. I'm ready for it. Let's do it. Sure, Mike. Flying fucking sharks. Mm-hmm. Deadpool can ride him, too. Yeah. yeah. You're tiptoeing around dangerous waters of Sharknado, man. You need to ah, calm true, down. true. Well, see, that's what... That's, that's the... That you, the way that this is going to work is if you make it as outrageous and outlandish as possible. Otherwise, people are just going to laugh at it and be like, this is... Well, you know, it worked... The Piranha, the Piranha remake, it worked for that. I mean, oh. for fuck's sake, they even had Richard Dreyfuss. His cameo at the beginning, that was the best part of the movie, in oh, my opinion. I know. That was that was brilliant, and that's why, you know... Oh, besides Jerry O'Connell getting his dick bit off. Well, you know, then seeing it float there in the water, that was like, wow, it's a penis in the water. Okay. Um, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you need to amp it up, you know? And the only way that you can amp it up is to make Jaws fly. No, Mike. Little baby sharks. I'm sorry, buddy, but no. <laughs> instead of instead of baby shark, it does baby Jaws, na 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 baby Jaws, na 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 There we go. <laughs> you might be onto something there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> baby Jaws and NPM episode. Oh God! I don't even know where to go from that. I mean, I'm just sitting here rolling in my head. Like, how do you how do you crawl back from that? <laughs> um, it's impossible. Um, ah. oh, gee, I don't even know where you would go from there. Um, because how would you even do like the mayor? Um, because that mayor Vaughn was, was such a, a a just wow. Um, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. How do you you know? Um, hmm. Okay, I'm saying go the exact opposite direction of what you're saying, Mike. Let's okay. let's go super dark with it. Okay. And let's base it in two time periods. It'll be flashback to the 70s after the events of the first film. Okay. And then in modern day when a string of shark attack start happening again and you can have some of the brody it's not even necessary i don't think but have some of the brody's grandchildren or great-grandchildren whatever uh cheap brody's uh but uh and just have the events repeating themselves basically with a with a new spin on it but um like i say go super dark with it and and do kind of go like i said do the time hop thing kind of throw a little splash of tarantino into it Jaws the Revenge getting Tarantino to direct it. Jaws the Revenge with Hoagie. You know, we'll go that route. Bring back Michael Caine. Sure, why not bring yes, back Michael Caine? still alive. Everybody loves Michael Caine. But, I, okay, I agree, and I'll go with what you're saying. I think we should do that, but can I please have my Chief Brody hologram die in the beginning? Okay, we'll I, give you that. I want, I want we that. can do it dark like that at the very beginning, yeah. I want that, and I want him to... That can be in the past. Hey, that can be in the past. Yes, so have that. He gets, he gets, okay... Mike, he gets yes. right after the events of the first Jaws. Okay, oh. he's out on the boat on patrol or something in the, in the bay, oh, God, and he God. gets 
I got it. I oh, I got, I got it. I got Toy, it. Toy, he goes to reach and grab it. something out of the water, a body or something. Oh no, I I got it, Cody. I got it. I got it. I got it. If you're if you're blowing out Jaws two through four, all right. So it starts out with the end of Jaws, and then you see fucking Hooper and 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 um and the sheriff there, um you know Brody. You see yeah, that on the fucking you know holding onto the barrels, paddling back, and right before they get to the fucking shore, Jaws is not dead. He comes and fucking eats all of them. He got his head blew off. He's not dead. It was an imposter Jaws. There's another shark. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was a fake Jaws all the time. That, well, there were two Jaws. The, yeah. well, that's been done now. I mean... But it hasn't been done in Jaws. Come yet. on. Jaws but, 3. It's a bigger shark. It's a baby shark. Exactly. But the... Ma- baby the, shark? But the thing is... Yeah, exactly. But Jaws 3 doesn't matter now. So the mask of the shark comes off. Like, after... You know, like, he starts, like, laughing after he, you know, kills Hooper and Brody. And the mask comes off and the shark's like... It was old man Schneider the whole time! Exactly. (laughs) And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for your fucking pesky sheriff. Yes. And then flash forward 46 years later and Jaws is still... He's an older man by now, but he's still there for revenge. Or an older shark, not man, I'm sorry. A little long in the tooth. You know, he's got a cane and he's hobbling. And Mike just proved to us why they should never try to make another Jaws sequel or remake. No. But really, if you're going to do that, I mean, you know, all kidding aside, it's like the only way, however you do it, it's going to be utterly ridiculous. There's no way to really do it, I think. I think, and Baby T, you might be with me on this, let's leave out the Brody family altogether, the Hooper, uh, Hooper, all that shit. Have... Maybe the grandson of Quint. Yeah. The shark attacks start happening again in Amity. He finds out about it, and he's uh, he can be throw a spin on have him be a marine biologist. Mm-hmm. He's not a shark hunter, but he goes and like I said, get a great cast. He goes back to Amity, assembles a team of three to go hunt this shark. Except. Like I said, he's the marine biologist. He's more the Hooper character, and he get a, some great. Let's talk cast, guys. Mm-hmm. The three, the three. You got the hunter, the marine biologist, and the sheriff. Yes. Now the sheriff. I think it would be a little too cheesy to make the sheriff uh, a Brody. A, 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 so let's let's just do the the. Yeah, don't do the Sean thing. The, the hunter and the sheriff have them. The only link to the original films can be the it being a grandson of. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'll go for that. So who are we going to get? Ryan Reynolds. And the reason I say that, and, and do not get me wrong, there, there, there's a plot I'm getting to with this. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, he's got that smart mouth, and yeah, he's the grandson of Quint. And I mean, you know, Quint, he was in the USS Indianapolis. I mean, he... he, he badass. He, he was a badass, and he got the attention of the crowd. I mean, Ryan Reynolds could do it. And the reason I say that is put him, put him in that that role, and I think he'd just eat it up. I think he could do it, no questions asked, but my idea of a perfect cast for a Jaws remake is a little different than everybody else. you got to love it, and you got to be dead inside to play it. Right. What the hell did I just hear? Um, that might be on my end. There's dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Freak me out for a second. <laughs> it's Jaws, man. <laughs> and you conjured up the spirit of Jaws. <laughs> but, you know, you talk about casts, like my perfect idea of a, of a remake, and I'm talking it, if they were going to try to redo it and, you know, ha- have Quint, have Hooper, have Chief Brody, and you're going to get a chuckle out of this because there's a sick twist to all this. Robin Williams is Quint because he's played some, he's played a few dark episodes before, and I mean, he's already dead to start with, so who better than to kill off? Yes, conjure him back the fuck up. <laughs> and just you. 
used nothing but drops from his vocals from uh, the live action Popeye. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knew where it's going. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, that. You go in the water. Sharks in the water. <laughs> God, I tried to make that sound more serious than what it was. Then at the <laughs> end of the movie, then at the end of the movie, when he realizes that, you know, there's no stopping Jaws, uh, you find him hanging in his bathroom. I think that's how he died. Exactly. Yes. With his dick in his hand. Yeah. With his dick in his hand. Yes. And then, for the marine biologists, you, you gotta go old school here. You gotta go Heath Ledger. Ah. <laughs> Too dark? Too soon? What about um, Anton Yelchin? You can have him get run over the by... The sheriff? Well, yeah, you could have him get run over by his um, um, truck or van or something at the end of the movie. He could be Ben Gardner! Ben, ben Gardner! Yes! He got run over by his boat! Yes, yes, there it is. Oh, that's horrible. We're going to hell. Have John John Goodman play the, play the mayor. He's a big enough piece of shit. I, I, could, I could see that. I could see that. That could work. He's still alive. I'm going to figure that out. <laughs> figure what out? You don't think John Goodman's still alive? <laughs> no, he's going to figure out how to kill him in time to have him be in the film. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, in, in, in the Roseanne thing, or the Connors, whatever the hell he's on now, the character is older, and he does use a CPAP machine. So you just have to, like, cut off his oxygen supply in the middle of the night, and that way he'll die. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he could do Mayor Vaughn. He could do... He could, well, not Mayor Vaughn, but, I mean, he... What do you mean he couldn't do Mary? I Bond? said he could do. Oh, he could do. John Goodman can do about anything though. He's awesome. Yeah, no, he is good in a lot of stuff that I've seen. Um, let me think. Oh, um, what would you do for the shark? CGI shark, not practical shark, right? CGI. Practical, practical all the way. Yeah. No, no, I, I take it back. Practical, practical shark. Enhance it with CGI. Mm-hmm. Streamline it. Make it look great. So make a Bruce 2.0 that actually works this time. Yes. Yes. Now I'm not talking like in the Meg where it's all CGI. Let's do practical shark and just use CGI to touch it up. Right. Here's my question: Who would you use for Chrissy Watkins? I'm thinking Blake Lively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was in the shallows. That would work, okay. I kill her off right at the beginning? Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) That being said, I'd I'd be totally jealous that shark got to eat her before I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I like that. Rabbit Red does not condone oral sex on women. Um, well, well, but we do a little, but yeah. if, if they're it's, if it's willing, you know, I mean, it, well, it has to be reciprocated. 69s are welcome. What about 72s? I'll take whatever I can get at this point. Like yeah, I think Mike, with the way his no better than his legs work, it'd probably be like a 54. Yeah, <laughs> you're about right. <laughs> oh, god, that's too much. Oh, but yeah, I'm all for Blake Lively. Um, God, I don't know. If you do have that Lorraine Gary back, I think she does need to die. Um, I mean, she is up in years, so it probably won't take much. Just take the cane away from her, and she'll just, you know, fall ah. into the water and die. And Miss, Miss, Mrs., uh, the lady who played uh, Mrs. Kittner, she Alex died Kittner's anyway. Mom, she just She's died, dead. like, this year, didn't she? Yes, so let's just reanimate her and have the, the, the shark just mutilate Let's reanimate everybody. Yes. <laughs> Well, what do you guys think about Russell Crowe for Quint? Hmm. That man's got his shit together. I feel like that'd be a pre- you know, pretty I, good match. You know, I seriously... I think he could pull it off. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, he's done a lot of movies lately where I don't even recognize it's him. He's kind of got old and fat. Yes, yeah. yes, he's definitely, you know, done that. He's not in gladiator shape. No, no, we're definitely... Well, that's damn sure. We're definitely not the master and commander far side of the world shit. Was he in that, I think? God! Okay, okay, here. Uh, I got it. I got it. 
Vince Cummings as Quint. Oh, I could see that. Alex Edwards as Chief Brody. Oh, Lord. Dave Z as Hooper. Yeah, I could see that. And Michael J. as the chum. Oh, Lord. I would love to be the chum, please, because that's about all I'm good for, so let's do it. <laughs> Damn, that was dark. I liked it. <laughs> Just load me up in them fucking barrels and dump me in the fucking water. Take me to the river. Throw me in the water. Damn. That's a good one. That's definitely a good one. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that a Jaws remake would, would ever work. Um, Did they even have a director announced for it yet? Or is it just in the very early stages of development? Because I've only heard... like No, it's in pre-production still. No, well... Yeah. Last I heard, it was in pre-production. Which means jack shit. It well, means somebody's working on a script. That's about it. Yeah, and that's going to be... Uh, <laughs> I wonder who would bring like that script. There's always holy shit. Well, yeah, we talked about cast. I mean, who do you think could pull it off as uh, far as directing goes? Um, hmm. Oh, my God, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, are we going to go all Rob Zombie on it? See, I don't know if that would work for Jaws, though. I mean... Make all the characters really shitty carny workers? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you do the whole, uh, you know, Ronnie White uh, from Halloween thing, or uh, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch, you know. Um, Here lies the body of Mary Lee. I fucked your dead ass. <laughs> that would be that, yeah. Bob Zombie. Oh, oh, too much, man. Too, too much. Here lies the body of Cody Lee. Died at the age of 103. For 29 years, he kept his virginity. He got raped by Tiffany in this here vicinity. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And see, people that pay for podcasts don't even get entertainment on this level. And Mike still calls us entertainment. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, hey, not Rob Zombie, not Tarantino. Um, I know. Rodriguez. Hey, I know. Yeah. What the hell is his name? The director of uh, Rogue and Wolf Creek. Um, um, shit. Why am I drawing a blank now? Blank oh. now? I... Oh, shit. I, I, uh, I forget the name of the dude. Uh, Greg, Greg, uh, Greg McLean. Or McLean, McLean yes. Or whatever the yes. hell it is. Yeah. Greg McLean. Uh, yeah, he might pull it off. Well, maybe you could have Jaws meet Rogue, and then meet Crawl, and then meet Alligator. God, Rogue is, is a criminally underrated movie. That should have been a summer blockbuster. I've never seen it. It's great, Mike. It, it is. Even the effects in it, oh my God. And it's it's a great story. The acting is top-notch. Better than Wolf Creek or no? Dimension, Dimension Films just totally mishandled that film. And I, uh, I'm not going to... Well... Better, it's it's quicker paced than Wolf Creek. Is it? Hmm. Now I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah. yeah, I highly recommend Rogue. If you like animal attack movies, I mean, it, it's one of the best. Yeah, I definitely enjoy that type of movie. Talk, talk about animal attack movies. I've seen the other day this new one they're, they're coming out with. It's called Great White. Have you heard anything about it? Um, I didn't, know. I think I saw something on Facebook, but uh, no, not really. I get I get so aggravated with people that watch these, you know, like The Shallows or 47 Meters Down. Don't get me wrong, they were great movies. I loved them. The, wait, wait. The Shallows? In in the Shallows? Shallows? Yes. The Shallows? <laughs> but, like the Meg, and so many people compare these to Jaws, and it's like, you, you can't even put them in the same, same pool. Mm. And uh, They're in the kiddie pool. Jaws is in the big kids' pool. Sorry, I just flashed back. I was singing about Blake Lively's ass in a bikini. Oh, Oof. nothing wrong with that. Best part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds will show up and kick your ass. I welcome the thought. Mm -hmm. He won't kick 
He won't kick my ass. He'll do typical Ryan Reynolds. Walk up. Hey, buddy, kick me right in the nuts. <laughs> it, it, it'd be worth it just to toss that salad just one. <laughs> Fucking label. We are going dark tonight. <laughs> Fucking label out, Mike. <laughs> I can see it now. Mike Mike finally gets accepted by the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> what story do you want to be? I want to toss Blink Lively salad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if they would let me do that. Because really, I'd be like, look, come on. I'd be like, look, come on, I'm crippled. I spent, I'm, I'm 40 years old. I have nothing to live for. I have no life whatsoever. Just let me do it just once. Just let me get a good tongue up there. It just puts <laughs> Damn. Blake would probably not be so lively anymore. <laughs> I quit. I quit. I'm done. I'm done. I'll go straight for the dingleberries. I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. But would you eat out a great white shark? That's the real question. <sighs> well, yep. For Blake's dingleberry pancakes, I'll do anything. We're getting canceled. <laughs> I can feel it. Cancel culture. Here we go. Grab that shark. <laughs> Right, and humping into submission. There we go. Hey, that would be, and that would even please the uh, probably even please the uh, left wing crowd. Mm, would. You know, communion with nature. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my God, my stomach. I self-identify as a fucking shark. Oh, oh, oh. oh God. Let me go in totally opposite direction. Hooper drives the boat, chief. Hooper drives the boat, chief. Oh, here's how Mike gets into his uh, his make a wish. Meeting with Blake Lively. Like I self-identify as a twelve-year-old. You sick fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go like this. I'm Shit. Is this going the direction you thought it was going to? You were hoping for a good. <laughs> so, which leads that leads right directly to the next question, which is, who would be the best cinematographer for the Jaws remake? Um, let's see. Um, uh, I would say um, myself, because I could perfectly position the camera to get, you know, the, the perfect shot of Blake Lively as she... Can't even position oh. yourself in that fucking chair, Mike! <laughs> you did this. Oh, shit. Oh, God, that was a great lead-up. You did this. <laughs> you wanted me to come start it. <laughs> Oh, God. You know what? Let's just let's just. Sometimes you just gotta pour gasoline all all over yourself and light a match. You know. I'm you know let's do it. Let's just go ahead and jump ahead here a little bit and get. Well, off. that that's what the equivalent of what a Jaws remake would be. You know, you're fucked yeah, either, either way. way you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, oh shit. Oh. But let's okay. We we can all agree that there's no possible way to remake Jaws or even do a sequel that's going to even come close to living up to the original, so there's no point in even attempting it, right? Uh, right. Everybody? Yeah. J46 okay. years later will not work. No. Okay, well, let's move on to remakes in general. Favorites? Least favorites? Um, Go, Mike. Nightmare on Elm Street 2010 piece of shit. Ugh. I agree. That is uh, probably my least favorite remake that, of any of the major horror franchises. Yeah, you hear that, John Rhodes? <clears throat> piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, Mike, well, what don't you like about it? And then I'll tell you what I don't like about it. And then um, maybe T will tell you what he doesn't like about it. Yes. Um, and then Blake Lively. Blake Lively, come on in, Blake. She's going to tell you what she doesn't like about it. Well, I had to bring her up, didn't you? <laughs> She can tell me what she doesn't like about it. Keep it lively. I'm just, I just need her to get down. <laughs> just let me spread it. <laughs> I can't do it. 
I win. Okay. Yeah, breathe, Mike. Breathe, Mike. We don't want you to lose feeling in your legs. <laughs> don't you die on me, you motherfucker, because I'm not going to edit this. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I hear you. I'm not going to edit it. I am not part. producing. Just live drop it right there. <laughs> That's what we need to do uh, sometime. Do a uh, rabbit and red live on the uh, on Facebook. No. See how quick we can get took down. You know, no, you know what? We can do. I was going to talk to you about that. Uh -oh. We can do it live because you know um, the Podbean account I have for Rabbit and Red Network. Mm -hmm. I can do a live stream of up to. Oh yeah, yeah, Podbean. Yeah. 180 minutes per live stream. I was going to talk to you about possibly trying to do it live and seeing how it works out. Is it, well, probably a lot bigger audience on Facebook Live though. Yeah, might be. Yeah, we should give that. Well, a yeah, I think more people probably use Facebook than Podbean. Yeah, we could try it. We could see if anybody will actually watch us. They'd probably just jump in long enough to say you guys suck and then leave. But uh, you know, at least to be some feedback. Any feedback's good feedback. That's yeah, right. We don't get it any other time, hardly. So no, no. nobody listens to this shit. Probably not. No. <laughs> So, I forget, what, 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 wait, so what did you ask me before um, Blake came into the room? I can't remember. Remakes, best and worst. We were, uh, yeah, nightmare, we were about to tell us what you hate about nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Um, the ANOES remake. Um, uh, Jackie Earl Haley is a horrible Freddy. Um, I would argue that. That I, I love Jackie O'Reilly as an actor. I think he was miscast. Yeah. I think the, he was a victim, a victim of very. Sloppy writing. Oh, yeah. And direction. And the voice was horrible. Um, I, I, just, I think, yeah, that and that also was not his fault. Yeah, well, um, so then let's blame the director and go to the house and kill him. Um, okay. Um, Nancy, I didn't like her. Quentin, I didn't like him. Um, see, who else was in that movie I didn't like? Um, let's put it this way. The only, <clears throat> the only person in the movie I think I did like was, uh, Chris, the, uh, Katie Tassie character. And then they kill her off, like, yeah. what? Ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, that was this one. Which I understand they were trying to swerve us. Just like they, they thought they were going to be smart and try it. Their big twist was to make you think that Freddy was innocent. Mm -hmm. And then he wasn't. You know, I think it would have been better if they would have kept that angle. Mm -hmm. Actually had to turn out that he was innocent and he was burned alive by the angry mob. And then he would really have a reason to come back and get revenge. Yeah, that would be a whole thing. But they didn't do it. But they shit the bed on that, too. Yep. This freaking movie shit the bed in every aspect. The only thing I kind of liked about it were the micro-naps. Uh, I wanted to like the micro-naps, but then again, I just thought they were kind of... Uh, I just wasn't feeling it. Baby T, do you even remember anything about this movie? No, I'm pretty sure the first time I watched it was the only time I watched it, and it was here with you, and I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best way to watch it. Yes, it was. And it didn't help, did it? No, it didn't. I, I, do, I do remember I thought it was an absolutely horrible movie. I mean, I don't know. He he got me into the, the horror slasher, you know, at a fairly young age. And then they, they come out and drop that in 2010. And he was ex kind of excited. I was thoroughly excited. And then when I watched it, I was like, what the hell is this shit? 
Yes. Well, my biggest issue with it, and yes, I'm a little biased, because Nightmare on Elm Street franchise was the first horror franchise that I got into. Same here. And what, aside from, well, aside from the original Universal Monsters, mm. but the first modern horror franchise that I went from start to finish on yeah. whenever I was in my early teens was Nightmare on Elm Street. And when I heard they were... New Line was doing the remake. I'm like, okay, this New Line is the house that Freddy built. That Nightmare on Elm Street is what made New Line cinema. They're they're not going to mishandle this. They're not going to just cash in like so many other remakes were doing, making inferior films, mm -hmm. just to cash in on the name. I'm like, New Line is going to do this right. Yeah, they may not be using Robert England, and everybody's, or most everybody is upset about that, but... I had faith in them. I'm like, they got, and I, I, I'm a big fan, like I said, a big fan of Jackie Earl Haley. I was introduced to him through uh, Watchmen, where he played uh, Rorschach, and uh, and I've been a fan of his ever since. And I thought, okay, he's a great character actor. He can pull this off. New Line is not going to disappoint us on this. And maybe I went in with way too high of expectations. But by God, that is the movie that put that production company on the map. There would not be a New Line cinema today if it wasn't for the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And the fact that they just made such a cash-in with so little effort, I mean, I found it insulting as a fan. It was. It really was. And so many people, that's why I can't get over. So many people trashed the 2009 Friday the 13th remake. And, no, it's not my favorite of the series, but... In that movie, they tried to give us, at least tried to give us, what they thought what they thought the fans wanted. They did. That movie was made for the fans of the original franchise. It it was made more to appeal to us than it was the newer generation that hadn't been introduced to the uh, franchise. Mm -hmm. And yes, they went over the top with all the nudity, which I didn't mind. No. Uh, and the gore was good in it. I mean, it was just, to me, it was just not so much a remake. It just seemed like another Friday the 13th film. And I think if you look at it that way, there would, if most people would just look at it that way, there wouldn't be near as much hate toward it. Because, no, it's not the best of the series, but it's another fun Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th film. I mean, it is. I totally get that. Um, <clears throat> I definitely thought that it was better than Nightmare by far. Yeah, I just can't see defending that one and crashing the Friday the 13th. Yeah, there, 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 there's there's, no way. You, you can't do that. Um, I will say of the big three, the remake that I probably liked the most, and honestly, the one that I was probably against the most before I actually, you know, before it came out and I saw it, the one that I was against the most was probably... Uh, zombies original Halloween. I did not want to see that redone. I was very upset that they were see, even making it. I went in with low expectations. I, I wasn't a big fan of uh, of House of a Thousand Corpses, mm -hmm. and then I love The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, I'm like, Same okay, way. I'm like, this guy has some range. Mm -hmm. Let's see what he's got. Uh, and I went in with low expectations, and you know, it, of course, it pales in comparison to the original if you compare it to it. Which you're, you can't. Everybody says don't compare a remake to the original. There's no How way. How can you not? There's no way not to. Yeah. You go to see it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be going to watch it most likely if it wasn't. If it didn't have the same name, right. and wasn't a remake of the original. You can't. You can't help but do that. But I mean. If nothing else, I try to go in with low expectations, and sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. And I was I was that way with Rob Zombie's Halloween, yeah. and even Halloween too. I, I despised Halloween too the first time I saw it at the theater. And um, at the recommendation of Alex Edwards, I went back and rewatched yeah. the director's cut. And although I don't love it, 
it's not a bad film. <clears throat> well, see, I'm I'm the opposite. I went in, and like I said, I was I was I was I went in intent to hate the original Rob Zombie Halloween. But I said, you know, something happened to me when I was sitting there waiting for it to start. I said, you know, I said, you're so much of a Halloween fan that you need to kind of remove yourself from the fandom, so to speak, and you need to go in with this, you know, at this with fresh eyes. And that's kind of what I did, and I came out loving it. And then Halloween Two, his, I liked even better than than his original because I felt that it was just a much better it was just different because he wasn't working off of something that Carpenter did before. He was yeah, he did like, his own thing. Right. And I appreciate that. And I think that's what made it better for me. You know, as much as I got to give Rob Zombie props for his take on the Halloween series, I, I really, leaps and bounds above him, have got to give props to director uh, Alexander Aja for uh, his Hills Have Eyes remake. That one never I've never seen it. Never what? Seen it. I've never seen what? the Girls How Eyes remake. Only because only because I love the original. I mean and I've just never felt the desire to have to watch that. I just never have. See, I'm the exact opposite. I actually saw the remake when it first came out of the theaters. Right. And I'd never seen the original. I'd seen part two. The Hills Have uh, Eyes Part Two. Oh well no wonder you <laughs> Well that's the thing. I went back and watched the original after seeing the remake. Right. I actually recently re watched it it was just last week and it still just doesn't hold up for me it's i mean it's okay it, it just the in the remake it was so much darker and the the characters the mutants were so much more realistic and after seeing that the the original just looks i don't know so cheesy and uh, i mean i love Wes craven or most of his movies but that that's not one of them i mean it's it's you know, it was a different time, though. I mean, the original came out in, um, 77. So, I mean, I could see that. I, it's older than both of us, so... Oh, uh, well, you can't always use that as an excuse, I mean, though, Like, I mean, we just got through talking about Jaws. Yeah, I can't say that. And, and Psycho, for that matter. Um, From 76. Know. So, I mean, it, age is not... Yeah, Psycho, yeah. You know, age is not ne necessarily always a factor um, when it comes to good filmmaking. Yeah. But, uh... No, I, I love the Hills Have Eyes remake. The sequel to the remake was just about as cheesy as the sequel to the original. Mm. Which, for me, the only difference is the sequel to the remake was just so bad it was bad, as <laughs> compared to the sequel to the original Hills Have Eyes was so bad it's good. Right. Hmm. You know, you could still get a laugh out of it. Hmm. I wonder now if I should go back and watch the remakes just to see. Or at least the, you know... Watch the remake. And, and the remake... That was the, uh, I believe, the first uh, feature film that uh, Adam Green's buddy and co-star of Holliston uh, and Victor Crowley uh, star uh, Laura Ortiz. Uh, that was her first role. She played one of the mutants in it. Oh boy! And you know, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for her for her because she told me to fuck off. Yes. Oh yes. Fuck yeah. off and get off her wall or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've never seen Holliston, by the way. That being said, I was not stalking her or anything. Uh, we talked about this all fair but when this whole debacle our country is in now over race started i had her as a friend on facebook and she he was posting some pretty inflammatory stuff and me being the asshole i am i had to be the champion of free speech and say well good for everybody any american who wants to voice their opinion and to which i i was told to fuck off and get off her wall 
to which I didn't have a chance to because she automatically unfriended me. Right. But in in all reality, that, that was all I said was, well, good for any Americans who exercise their right to voice their opinion. Yeah. Including her, I, I said. But uh, I mean, really, that. Which I think I seen sent you the screenshots of it, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I, I, I just got to laugh out you of it. You did, and I was like, you know, really, I I think you know, and. Uh, but she's. She's good in this movie. She's I will good. give her props for that. She's good in this movie. I I loved her in Holliston. Um, was she good? Wait. Oh, yeah. She was in Victor Crowley, too. I still haven't seen Victor Crowley. Yeah, she was the know. female lead in Victor Crowley. She was good in it. Yeah, Yeah, I still haven't watched Victor Crowley yet. Oh. Uh, it's it's okay. I mean, um, it, is, it's a decent sequel. Is Daniel Harris in it? Cameo at the very end. Spoiler. Yes. See, I knew that she was. I knew it. I knew it. And Rhodes just would not tell me. He'd be like, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Fuck you, Rhodes. Fuck you, because now I know. Hey, the real star of Victor Crowley, though, is Felissa Rose. Yeah, I'm surprised. The character she plays in that, she she brings more to the movie than anyone else. She, she is hilarious in the film. Really? Wow. She plays a... Uh, Pill-popping Hollywood agent. Oh, like so many agents in Hollywood, I'm sure. Ugh. And then dies, and I don't want to give away too, give away too much, but her death scene is uh, is called The Ultimate Fisting, <laughs> and that's all you need to know. The Ultimate Fisting. Ah. Yes. Kind of like what I would do to Blake Lively. <laughs> oh, my, Mike. I mean, you know, uh, that's too much. I wonder if Blake Lively's ever been naked in the movie. I'm not checking into that. I don't think so. <sighs> There's gonna be something floating around the internet somewhere, maybe secret sex tape. Like I said, ten year drive. I'll um, do. Um, so hills have eyes. I have seen. What about? Um, ah, you know what? This is something that I want to bring up now that that because it's coming out. It's not out yet. Um, I still don't think that it's going to come out on its um, now September 25th release date. I think it's gonna get delayed again. But the Candyman um, remake. What? Yeah. What the hell's up with Blumhouse? What? What do you think? Things up with that. They choose to release Candyman instead of Halloween Kills. That's they push back Halloween Kills for Candyman. Yeah, you know, this is what I, I I don't see the logic there. I really don't. No, I mean you know that. I mean yeah, it, Candyman does stand to be could be a hit. They know Halloween Kills is going to make money. Right. So why would you? Plus, Halloween Kills is was originally slated to what come out in October. Candyman yep. almost a month before that. So why would you not stick with the title that was coming out later? Only thing i can think mike is they're they're gambling on a theatrical release they're thinking halloween kills is going to make them make it make bank theatrically if the theaters are open by next year right and but who's to say by then people are you know it may hurt them more than it helps them, even if the theaters are open uh by october and next year which god i hope they are but uh people you know look people may have lost interest yeah. you know yeah by then but that being said that being said Halloween 2018, you know, 40 years later, it made bank. Oh, it did. So, I mean, it stands to reason that they're taking a sa making a safe gamble. But, you know, and I, um, okay, I'm somebody that came out of Halloween 2018, and I, you know, I liked it initially. I still like it. But with each watch, because I've watched it a few times since, um, I'm kind of losing a little bit for it, I think. I'm glad you, that uh, I'm not the only one, um, <laughs> because it blew me away at the theater. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. First rewatch, once it came out on uh, Blu-ray, I was like, wow, I, I still like this, but it just wasn't nearly as good as I thought. Yeah, well, um, the last time I watched it was maybe, shit, I want to say, because it's on, it's on the cable channels now. I think the last time I was flipping through and it was on Cinemax maybe two and a half, three weeks ago, and it was... 
it was almost torture for me to sit through it. Honestly, man, the main thing that takes me out of that movie is the dialogue. Yeah, I, I think so. And again, like you, I was blown away in the theater. But every watch after that, and there's been a few of that. I've maybe seen it, I'm going to say ten times in total. So probably, I think I saw it twice in the theater, so probably eight times since then. So with each of those times after the theater, it's just gotten worse, like, for me. Where, you know, like I said, it's still decent because it's Halloween. And like I said, the only Halloween that I really can't stand is, is Resurrection or Resurrectum or whichever. But that one is really just like, I mean, granted, I like Jamie Lee Curtis in that one better than I did in H2O. I think in H2O she was a little too cliched and just played that part of just the, I don't know. I, I just, it, did, that, it didn't bother me, her whole PTSD thing and that. Which she, she plays, still plays. She's a more believe. I'll agree with that. She's a more believable trauma victim in uh, Halloween 2018 than she was in H2O. Right. But, I'm but just... not that being said, I'm not taken away from her portrayal in H2O. I mean, she was a raging alcoholic. You know, she apparently had a lot of issues dealing with uh, her experience with Michael. So, uh, yeah, that movie, and that being said, H2O... Like I've said many times, I saw it ten times to the theater. Even while I've watched it recently, and it, it it's definitely a '90s movie. I mean, I understand why people call it uh, what Scream a Ween <laughs> yeah. or Hollow Scream, Hollow yeah. Scream. Oh, you uh, can definitely see that. Yeah, you can tell it's a product of the Scream era. But that being said, it's it's still a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, it definitely is. I'm not I'm not gonna take that away from it at all. Um, but 2018. See, this is why I, I'm just hoping that there's something about Kills that really just elevates it to the point where you're not going to lose, like where it won't lose steam with rewatches, and it'll just like keep. Building. I I think they're gonna go a lot faster pace with this one. Right. Yeah, that's 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 something too with with, with 2018. I think. You could have, you know, in hindsight, um, and if John Rhodes is listening to this, he will, um, I think, will be proud of himself now. Uh, but I really think that you could probably, because that runs an hour and 46 minutes, I think you could probably trim about 15 minutes off of that somewhere to just... I can't argue that. There's a lot, a lot of useless dialogue in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the, 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 the Allison and uh, Cameron stuff, I just didn't care about it. Yeah. Like, when they're in the, the, the hallway in the high school, I'm like, ooh, you got your crusties all over me. Ew, I can't forget you. I can't do it. Um, but I just want kills to be a better film. Well, let's hope they do, because you know with Halloween 2018, they were doing everything good to try to recapture the spirit of the original mm. uh and let's hope they do with halloween kills in a way not exactly what rob zombie did with h2 but let's hope they try to do something original right with it while still honoring the original right and then that's... but i guess we're gonna have to wait over a year to find out now yeah that's a nightmare i'm i'm kind of hoping that it leaked before then somehow and i can get my hands on a copy and then that way um everyone that i know at least that would like to be able to see it um i will keep checking my channels hopefully i will find it somehow <laughs> that's my goal i'll still go to the theater and pay to see it i just don't want to wait a year i want to see it now yeah oh god i i hear i've already waited two years i, I don't want I hear to you. wait another year well so uh, you know do you have any other favorite remakes I mean, ones you'd say you like better than the original, hands down. Anything come to mind? See, I can't say Piranha because as much as I love all Dimension films, I still love the original Piranha a little better. Plus, they're all <laughs> with the fucking fishes. They don't do that in the remake much. So I can't. Um, it's a different kind of squirming sound. But, um, I think, um, 
I don't think so. Unless I'm forgetting something. Otherwise, I don't think so. Uh, I've just got a couple more I can think of uh, coming to mind. Uh, the Blob 88. I still love the original, but yes, you are 100% right. That is a great fucking remake. That is a great remake. That That's how you should do a remake. Yes, 1,000% agree with that. What? Was that not uh was that not Kane B that did the uh, effects I, on that? I believe it was. I believe it was. I'm gonna double But yeah, just I think it was. And they the effects still I watched it not that long ago. They still hold up. Yeah, no, they definitely do. They definitely do, and that's one that I definitely have to revisit. It's been a while. It's definitely been a while. Um yeah, but I love that one. I definitely love that one. Uh another one right off the top of my head, uh Cronenberg's the fly. Oh, God. As much as I love Vincent Price. Yes, no, another one that you, damn, see, Cody, you're thinking. My brain is just not there. Jeff Goldblum, the, like I said, the practical effects in that, I mean, it, it's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Oh, without a doubt. And this, here's one that's a little bit, probably not necessarily the popular opinion, but I enjoy Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake more than the original Dawn of the Dead. Although I love the original yeah. Dawn of the Dead. No, I will say. Um, I, I love the social commentary it makes. Yes, yes. and the pacing. The Dawn of the Dead remake is just, a fa yeah, a lot faster pace. And it's pacing faster pace better, yes. and a lot more fun. Oh, and you know what? Um, oh, no, I it's very close with the Night of the Living Dead remake too. That's Savini directed. Sure, Savini. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 very close. Hey, I'll just say this: if I had to take uh, either the original Night of the Living Dead, or if I had to choose between that or the remake to take with me on a desert island, mm -hmm. uh, I I choose the remake. Yeah, hands be, down. Yeah, you'd be all about that. Yeah, I could I could I could see that. I could definitely see and that. Another one. I really enjoy. The My Bloody Valentine remake. Yeah, that's an. I didn't even think of it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I'm not gonna say I like it better than than the original, no. but it's on par with it for it me. Definitely is. It definitely is. That's another one that you know I was kind of like. Eh, but they and it. it was shot in 3D. And am I mistaken? I mean, you're the Blu-ray guru. You cannot. There's no 3D through 3D version. Um, no. Of it available, is there? Uh, no. The Blu-ray that I have of it came with 3D glasses. You know, the red and mm -hmm. green or red and blue or whatever they do. So, yeah, but there's no real, like, Blu-ray 3D, real B version or whatever. Not like we're getting with Friday the 13th Part 3 from Screen Factory coming in October. Yeah, finally getting in true 3D. I'm pretty psyched about that. Yes. Now, is that... Is that that one's not going to be uh, included on the uh, new box box set, is it? Or, um, it is. Or is it? It is. That is part of the new set. It is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another reason I need to buy it. Well, if you um, if you run into an issue where you are not able to get it, or you have you know whatever, let me know because I am getting the set. I can make sure that you're taken care of. Rabbit red disclaimer. <laughs> Mike is not a Blu-ray pirate. He only plays one on TV. I do. I do, you know. <laughs> so that being said, if you don't have anything else, Mike, I, I guess that's all I can think of right off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm going to kick myself afterwards. There's going to be a dozen I'm going to think of. But uh... um, can can we just say right now, um, the, and I, I've never even seen this, but just based on the trailer and maybe the few minutes of the movie that I actually saw, um, but the Ghostbusters reboot from 2016 is the worst thing. I watched part of it with my daughter. Yes. I watched... Well, over half of it, and oh wow, from the opening scene on, it's it's just garbage. How did you <laughs> I'm even sorry. make it that far? 
I was watching it with my daughter, and she was into it. And uh, I was trying to be supportive. And did she I don't remember what came up, but we had like, did she watch? She shut it off, and I was very thankful I didn't have to sit through the rest of it. Oh, she's seen it, yeah, several times. I, I but I'm, I make sure and tell her now. You know, honey, you know this is not the real Ghostbusters, Has and she, she knows that. She loves the original. Okay, thank good, 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 good. Ooh, good, 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 good. Because Slimer, uh, remake Slimer. No, real Slimer. Yes. Yeah. 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 What an abortion of a film. And I don't even blame the director because they hired what was his name Paul Feig. Yes. Uh, you know he came off doing Bridesmaids and some other raunchy comedies, raunchy mm-hmm. adult comedies, and they hired him to make a raunchy adult version of Ghostbusters. And then halfway through filming, decided, oh shit, we got to try to sell toys with this. We have to make it kid friendly. So they completely jerked the rug out from under the guy. And uh, yeah, I, I feel for him because the finished product, I think, would have been probably would have been a lot more watchable if they just let him do his thing. Yeah, probably. I don't know if fans of the original would have been on board with it, but I think it would have uh, been more popular amongst the younger generation. Yeah, man, that stupid studio involvement. Studios just needed this band, and we just need um, more indie films. You hear that? You hear that, guys? We're starting right here at Rabbit and Red. Defund the major studios. Yes, defund, defund, please. Which I think COVID's kind of done that anyway with all the theaters closing, but... Uh, yeah. Point, yeah, but become a pirate and defund them more. Defund, defund, no. <laughs> I can't say that. That's Here's another one I'm going to start right here. <laughs> defund Rabbit and Red. <laughs> You're paying too much for this shit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> defund, hashtag defund, yeah. defund Hashtag R-R. defund Rabbit and Red. Defund R. There you go. That, that seems like a good spot to end to me, Mike. I think so. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for sitting through it with us. Hope you enjoyed the show. Yes. For myself, Mike, and Baby T, good night, and we'll see you next time. And uh, have sweet dreams of Lake Lively and Oh, salad! <laughs>
<gasps> that was horrible. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.